From the arts section of the Wall Street Journal, Significant Other Review, Coming of Age, by Terry Teachout. Time was when all gay plays were problem plays. They couldn't very well have been anything else, since homosexuality was both illegal and socially stigmatized, a double-barreled problem that was bound to come to the fore in any play featuring an openly gay protagonist. But times and attitudes have changed throughout much of America, and those changes are clearly reflected in Joshua Harmon's Significant Other, a sort of romantic sort of comedy about a lonely gay guy whose underlying premise is that gay guys have problems just like everybody else. Jordan, Gideon Glick, is a nebbishly millennial whose problem, in his words, is that I'm almost 29 years old and no one has ever told me they love me. His 20-something women friends, if he has men friends, we don't meet them, are sympathetic, but they're also starting to get married. Even Laura... Lindsay Mendez, his wisecracking, similarly lonely best friend, who astonishes both Jordan and herself by finding a man to love her. That's good news for Laura, but bad news for Jordan, who'll dance with him at her wedding. All this is the stuff of light entertainment a la Bridget Jones's Diary, and Significant Other aspires to nothing more for roughly three-quarters of its length. Unfortunately, that part is neither very entertaining nor very original, save for the fact that Jordan's dilemma is presented as universal rather than gay-specific. In fact, Significant Other plays like a gay Woody Allen comedy, only sitcom-y and sentimental. I know life is supposed to be this great mystery, but I actually think it's pretty simple. Find someone to go through it with. And without any of the pointed punchlines that made Mr. Allen's work so distinctive once upon a time. The whiny, ineffectual Jordan is a carbon copy of the characters played by Mr. Allen in his early films, and when he develops a crush on one of his workplace colleagues, a straight-acting gay man, John Bellman, who has heretofore never deigned to notice him, we take it for granted that after much farcical upheaval, his romantic dreams will come true, immediately followed by a fast fade-out. Since Significant Other made it well past intermission without showing any signs of becoming unpredictable, it seemed safe to assume that it would remain so to the finish line. But halfway through the second act, it suddenly metamorphoses into a different play with the same characters, a dead serious look at the problem of being a lonely singleton in a world full of hurtfully contented couples. The gears shift when Jordan confronts Laura at her bachelorette party, angrily telling her that she has deserted him for her fiancé and that your wedding is my funeral. It somehow enshrines the officially non-existent role I'll play in your life from now on except as occasional court jester and pitiable reminder of what happens to people who never find someone. Yes, it's unfair, but Jordan believes it, and his desperation is so palpable that you can't help but sympathize, as does Laura, who never saw it coming. From this moment on, the cliché tap is shut off and every character in Significant Other becomes touchingly real, the way they should have been all along. Nor does Mr. Harmon, to his infinite credit, cheat the audience at evening's end. I mustn't give away the curtain, but suffice it to say that what happens, or rather doesn't happen, is powerfully true to the mature sense of life's limitations that Jordan has acquired at long last. Even when he's being slick and safe, Mr. Harmon, whose previous plays include the hugely successful Bad Jews, knows how to put a script together, 
and Trip Coleman, the director, has gotten the most of what's there. The cast is entirely convincing, with Ms. Mendez giving a letter-perfect performance in a potentially ungrateful part. You're never in doubt that she cracks wise to hide her own hurt, and you feel for her as strongly as you do for Jordan. Mr. Glick is annoying, but that's because his character is annoying. And as soon as Jordan cuts it out and grows up, so does Mr. Glick. Mark Wendland's coolly modern modular set is an unobtrusive pleasure to behold. From the art section of the Wall Street Journal, Before I Fall Review, Growing Up is Hard to Do, by Joe Morgenstern. On the theory that you can't spoil a spoiler, the first thing you should know about Before I Fall is the first piece of information the movie's heroine, Samantha Zoe Deutsch, dispenses in a voiceover preface. The action plays out on the last day of her life, which happens to be Valentine's Day. Not the totally last day, though. For some cosmic reason unrelated to any movie with Bill Murray in it, Sam, a popular senior in high school, gets to relive that day until she gets it right. That is, until she evolves from a cruel, callous narcissist into the kind, loving, and generous person she was meant to be. The film, based on a young adult novel by Lauren Oliver, may not seem silly or derivative to adolescent audiences, though who knows, it may. To those who, like me, are ever so slightly beyond the young adult cohort, it may seem silly and derivative, but sometimes affecting as well, a high school pageant version of The Pilgrim's Progress. The thing about Sam is that she wants to change, and the thing about the movie, which was directed by Rai Russo-Young, is that for all the borrowings and contrivances, Groundhog Day crossed with Mean Girls and Heathers, it's...